PDT, more from Palm Springs. Now this is actually a video, so let's watch this here. Palm Springs is getting pretty wet. Yeah, I, I would say so myself. So let's watch this video. Yeah, this is just horrible. Yeah, you can see all of the flooding. You can see that the people in um, in Palm Springs, yeah. I mean, I, if I was this person, I would not be driving this car. Because you're going to get water inside of your engine. And you're going to get, um, from Hillary, the hurricane acting like a true Clinton and ruining everything it touches. Everyone in California flees before they get epstein also in the news, I have an update on the Hawaiian situation, and it's a good one. Even though thousands are still missing, we are taking one step closer to a federal investigation. Also in the news, we have a trans-identifying military official that is aiding us in Ukraine, but I can't talk about it on YouTube, so that part will just have to be censored, and the version of the show will be available on Rumble. So join me on Rumble for an uncensored coverage of this event. All of that and more on today's episode. Facts over facts over tracks is a mess, spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. On Friday, I talked about what really happened in Hawaii, and I just want to offer some updates and corrections. So starting from the top, in the video, I said that the governor resigned, and that's wrong. I misread the article I was reading. The head of Maui Emergency Management Agency actually resigned. This is the update that I was reading. The governor should, in my opinion, step down, and I'm calling for him to do so, but sadly, he didn't. He yelled at the people asking questions to the head of the emergency management agency, even though he knew for a fact that that person, Herman Andrea, the former head of the Maui Emergency Management Agency, couldn't answer any questions. We knew that for a fact because a couple of days later, he threw his arms up and he quit. And he said that his mental health was the reason. Yeah, when you are questioned why the protocols you managed didn't work and resulted in 113 people as of today dying, I would feel pretty guilty too. But that's the end of the correction on that so far. But I do have an update. I have finished the letter that I'm going to be sending to our government officials to hold the Hawaiian officials responsible for what happened. I have a copy of this letter in the description down below if you want to send this to your congressmen and senators in your very state. I sent this to every single congressman in my state and I am awaiting their responses and I will update you guys as they reply. I am also sending this to my senator which I don't think is it going to result in anything, but I'm going to send this letter certified mail so I can actually see that Senator Elizabeth Warren, my senator, sadly, actually got the letter so I can see if she is actually going to do something about this event or if she's just going to sit back and just pretend as though she's going to open up a beer while her husband watches the newest show of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. With that being said, we're going to be digging into the headlines of the week. Okay, so let's start off with the Hurricane Hillary updates. So as of right now, the Tropical Storm Hillary targets Mexico, California, and Southwest United States. Now, Tropical Storm Hillary made landfall on the Baja California Peninsula, Peninsula in northwestern Mexico on Sunday afternoon as officials warn of dangerous flooding in the area in southwest United States. Um, this is Sunday, August 20th at 8.30. You're going to get your car totaled. 
And this is the latest images of the flooding caused by Hillary and Palm Springs, a predominantly desert area, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course, when you were not used to, um, when we're not used to a lot of water in specific areas of the United States, especially California, when we get a little bit of water, they start flooding. So never mind when they get a Hillary Clinton sized hurricane. That means that everybody's going to be effed. That, that's just that's just how it is. Um, flooded roads in downtown Palm Springs. This is another video we have here and it's just horrible. Yeah, this is just crazy. See, this is what we got a couple of days ago. I mean, not in the aspect of this, obviously, but we got this for about two hours on Friday in New England. And this was it, it was horrible when we had it. So never mind what California is going through when New England is used to rain every other day. And this is um this is from Facebook. This is another video. That's just that's we did not have this much water. We had about one fourth of this. So I could only imagine what they're what they're going through right now this is another video right here yeah this is just crazy it's just taking everything on its way yeah if your car went in this it's done for it's totaled this is just uh that, that's just crazy to see in person the la river a trickle no longer yeah the la river is LA just river. yeah exactly it just completely flooded Yep, and you can see all of that. It's just all black water going right into this LA River over here. It's a conveyor belt of trash, exactly. And I completely agree with this tweeter right here, Harrison Crane. Yeah, it's just all trash. It's just all dirty, and it's going straight into the city. So it's just, it's just a hor that's a horrifying sight right here. Um, obviously they closed schools on August twenty first, but it's kind of, it, it's kind of obvious like how can you get to school what if your house is damaged because of this obviously you're not going to go into school and this is another video here we have boulders going into the highway over here and we have people directing traffic yeah this person wanted to speed up yep and also there is a tornado warning including elfin California and Desenito, California until 4 p.m. PDT tornado warning in this area and this is completely like route 8 over there um the population of this area is about 15,000 so that's just crazy and this is some more footage of the um of LA over here the whole city is going to flood of course because it's not they're not used to this much water so when they like i just said when they get a little bit of water never mind that this is from the weather channel hashtag hillary has arrived and hurry heavy rain is just getting started there's a considerable threat of flooding which should be taken seriously and this is exactly what was going to um result in it i mean this is 5 11 p.m 8 30 p.m that's all the videos that we just saw here this is and the weather the channel latest information with this still a fast-moving tropical storm with strong winds again 60 mile per hour winds yeah, crazy it is moving to the north at 23 miles an hour and typically that would be uh, a good sign uh, in the sense that it's not going to rain as long but unfortunately this is packing such a punch with the amount of moisture that's coming up from the south you can see a pretty big 
rain shield here out ahead of it. So we have still hours and hours to go of this heavy rain. The storm will be again moving pretty fast uh, to the north, but it's that heavy rain as this moisture interacts with all of the terrain going up. And it is a, a pretty large uh, system bringing a pretty big footprint of rain, if you will. And Thus, still tropical storm warnings uh, posted. Could see some damaging winds. Again, 70-mile-per-hour gusts, uh, absolutely a possibility. A dangerous flash flooding for parts uh, of Los Angeles County, San Diego County, uh, over to uh, Riverside County as well. Many areas with the potential for some flash flooding in the National Weather Service saying this is a considerable threat here. Again, potentially life-threatening situations here in terms of the flooding. Uh, radar and gauge indicated here. This includes Palm Springs. We'll get to meteorologist Jen Carfagno, who's reporting live from there here in just a moment. And going all the way down, uh, including a big portion of San Diego County, and they see all of the, the mountains helping to get extra rain out of this as well. Some of the wind gusts to 35, 40, and even in Yuma, to 60 miles an hour. Yeah, that's just crazy. 60 miles per hour winds. Yes, you might not think that that's a lot, but it's a lot. It's crazy. Um, and this was at 10.30 a.m. of that same exact day. You can see the winds that are that are coming in. That's just crazy. I, I definitely would not underestimate any storm that's going to be in any tropical location because, of course, you have a lot of those... Um, you have a lot of the heat and then you have the moisture and that's only going to bring more and more and more and more um, of a possibility for rain at the same exact time. So when it rains in California, it just starts flooding. So never mind when we have flash floods, that's even worse. But with that being said, we're going to actually be digging into the next article. We have a Daily Wire article. This is a little update on the Hawaiian situation also. This is more on the governor, the Josh Green. So Hawaiian governor Josh Green, 1,000 plus people still unaccounted for after devastating Maui fire. Hawaiian governor Josh Green, during an interview over the weekend, said that more than 1,000 people are still unaccounted for following the devastating Maui fire that struck the small town of Lorena earlier this month. And also, yeah, okay, so I guess the fire affected both cities, Lurium and Maui. So that's they really focused on Maui in this situation, but also I guess we have another town that was also affected. It was Lurina. Um, The fire from a couple weeks ago has already been designed as the deadliest fire in the United States in over a century with well over 100 lives confirmed lost and has triggered an intense criticism of President Joe Biden's um, lack of response to the strategy, of course, because he would rather be in Delaware vacationing and beaching than in Hawaii vacationing and beaching. So, I mean, I guess I would rather be in Hawaii, but I mean, I'm not Joe Biden, so I'm not, I'm actually thinking straight at the moment. I'm thinking coherently. So I, I just don't know why anybody wouldn't stop their vacation when there's a devastating fire and the whole entire town lost their house. That's just crazy. Um, Margaret Benin Host of the CBS News Face Nation asked Green on Sunday how many are still unaccounted for and how long will it take to identify remains. Um, he said, and I quote, more than 1,000 people are unaccounted for, about 1,050. It will take several weeks still. Green said some of the challenges are going to be extraordinary. As you reported, 85% of the land of the impact zone has been covered now by what amounts to an army of search and rescue teams and 41 dogs, so 85% of the land has been not covered. 
uh, has been covered. Quote, now we go into the larger buildings, which require peeling back some of the floors and structures, he continued. The last 15% could take weeks. We do have extreme conditions that, because of the temperature of the fire, the remains of those who've died in some cases may be impossible to recover meaningfully, which is just crazy. Green said that there is going to be that to be people that will never be found because of how intense the fire was, but he assured viewers that the state officials were doing everything they can with the FBI to try to identify any remains that they happen to find. Which is just a crazy sentence to even say. The fire was so intense that your grandma cannot be found. Your mom cannot be found. This is... In the year 2023, we should have the technology for radar scanners. We should have the technology for any other scanners that any that could um, hire the percentage of finding your relatives because you want that last um, verification. You want that last like knowing. You want that idea that your family member is at least found. Like, yes, you know for a fact that your family member sadly passed away, but you want that person with you. You want to bury the person. So it's just a sad situation that I could just not imagine myself ever being in, sadly. I mean, that's just a sad, sad day for Hawaiians and um, the governor. I mean, the governor has failed the people once again. Yes, because of the fact that he has not prepared Hawaii enough for this event. He knows for a fact that Hawaiian, Hawaii had fires in 2018 and 2019, which also, I would say, burnt down about 5,000 acres of land. So if we knew this, or maybe a little bit more, if we knew this happened in the past, then why wouldn't we prepare ourselves for any future situations that we may come across? Why would we not work tirelessly to get those alarms tested and made sure that they actually turn on during the event that we put them in for? It's just a big fail in the Hawaiian government as a whole. But this is the article. We're going to be moving into another article here. And this is the article that I cannot have on YouTube because of the fact that YouTube will try to ban me for seven days for saying this. And because of the fact that YouTube is going to be doing this, I will opt out of having this segment on YouTube. So if you do want to check out this article that I'm going to be reading, um, I'm going to be exposing it over on Rumble because Rumble actually allows freedom of speech. YouTube does not. Now, for the people on Rumble, let's dig into the article here. We have a Daily Wire article. We have Michael Knowles pulls back the curtain on trans-identifying Ukrainian military spokesperson. So, a spokesman for the Ukrainian military is a trans-identifying American who once ran for office on a marijuana-based platform and called for the perpetual revelation to crush American Society, Daily Wire's host, Michael Knowles, revealed on Friday in a Twitter thread. Michael Sarah Krilio became a journalist before joining the Armed Forces of Ukraine, AFU, in October of 2022 and eventually got promoted to the rank of sergeant before becoming an AFU spokesman. Knowles revealed that Cirillo began to, quote, explore transition two months after marrying his wife and eventually divorced his wife, admitting that, quote, she cared carry the secret in silence and pain. In 2018, he admitted that he, his many troubles followed a need for constant stimulation. Nose wrote, citing some of Corleo's Instagram posts, quote, running toward natural disasters and civil wars wasn't enough because, quote, it felt like a game, that he could leave and resume life as a white male in the greatest country of the world. And this is a picture of him now, before and after. It's just, it's just disgusting. I mean, this is just... This is just crazy that we have come to a time that military officials can just change their gender, completely redesign the way that they look, 
completely redesign the way that they think and you think that we're still going to want you in the military but of course in today's military we're going to still have these uh these situations open for people that have very outlining mental issues this person has a mental issue and he needs help fixing the mental issue what he needs is us to tell him listen you're not a girl you have mental illness and we're going to help you fix the mental illness in 2018 Cyrilo began to perform his Cario, carry culture, creature of womanhood, caricature of a womanhood in public, Noel said. Carillo then ran for Las Vegas City Council on a platform of using cannabis revenue to fund infrastructure, schools, and social programs. But a penchant for the devil's lettuce was only the beginning for Cirillo's political program, which soon led him to join the Democratic Socialists in America and call for a perpetual revelation to crush American society, said Knowles. After joining the Ukrainian military, Cirillo met with Congressman Eric Sorwell, Democrat from California in December of 2022. Cirillo posted twice on Instagram about the sit-down with Sorwell, said that two dis the two discussed ways to make Ukrainians' war efforts against the Russian leaders uh, invaders even more successful. Sorwell's office didn't respond to a Daily Wire request for comment on the his meeting with Cirillo by the time of publication. Um, a few months after Cirillo posted about his meeting with the Democratic congressman, he was promoted to sergeant because uh, with his background in philosophy, gambling, and investment analysts, along with delusional belief in his own womanhood and a need for constant simulation, he wouldn't, who wouldn't trust this guy with a gun in a foreign war, Knowles said. This is a video of, of him here, and this is what the tweet says. But even when, while focused on defending his adoptive land of Ukraine and repelling the rescues, Krillo did not forget to celebrate the, the sacred Bastille Month of LGBT LMNOP Pride. This is a video here. Hey everyone, Sarah Ashton Cirillo here, and today is Flag Day in the United States, and it's also Pride Month. And so behind me, I wanted to show off the flags that give me such pride and joy. Slava Ukraini, and God bless America. Okay, so on Flag Day of the United States, you're celebrating Ukrainians flying along with the American flag. That's just a dis that's a disgrace. This is a disgrace all around. We have a disgraceful person being the front arms for America in Ukraine. We have a we have a person with blatant mental issues, and then on top of that, we have him not celebrating fully the American flag, instead sharing it with the Ukrainian flag. This is another video. Eventually, Cirillo became an AFU spokesman, from which position he took his confession over human nature to the next level, convincing Ukrainian soldiers that their opponents are not even human. This is the video. Do you know the difference between us and them? Besides fighting under this flag and for freedom on behalf of the people of Ukraine, while the Russians are fighting for tyranny and dictatorship? It's pretty simple. We're human. And those guys most definitely aren't. Slavo Ukraine. Okay, so um, Russians are not human now. Corello's delusional identity is a personality destructive, but it's also politically dangerous. The man in is the face of invoice of Western-backed belligerent in the first major war in Europe in 78 years. Knowles said, quote, does anybody believe this drag show is helping or is it all a game? to provide constant simulation for a sick man and worse yet, a sick civilization. 
And I completely agree. It's the lat it's the it's the latter, okay? Because of the fact that this man wants constant simulation and he wants to have everybody pay attention to him, 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 even though this war is not about him. This is about protecting people and saving lives and making sure that the two get on the table to actually start negotiating and stopping the war because we're wasting billions of dollars in this war that does not need to happen. It's just crazy. Now, with that being said, let's dig into the media's takes. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Okay, now, starting off, we actually have a CNN article. We have Trump confirms he will not participate in the first GOP debate and teases possibly skipping more. And of course, right now, Trump is about 50% in the lead. 45 to 50% in the lead. So why would he need to go to the debate? There's literal, there's little to no upside and there's a lot of downside. So why would he do that? He would just sit back and have a personal interview with Tucker Carlson and get his points across that way. That's what he's going to be doing. And if I was him, I would be doing the same exact thing. But of course, he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to do the debate, the debate because they're going to bring up things that he does not want to talk about. And that's the downsides. But the upsides are very, very little. Maybe he's going to gain one to two percentage points. But what is that going to bring him? Only two percentage points up. So there's little to no gain, with, which is what I just said. So with that being said, let's dig into the article here. So this is former President Donald Trump confirmed on Sunday that he will not participate in the first Republican primary debate this week stating that the public already, quote, knows who I am. Trump wrote on the social media platform, quote, I will therefore not be doing the debates. It was not immediately clear whether Trump meant he will sit down all currently scheduled debates. There is a second GOP de primary debate set for September or any and all future debates. A Trump advisor told CNN that the former president could still de decide to participate in a later primary debate despite his post. Trump has told a number of allies that he does not want to debate the, at the Reagan Library, the location of the second debate, and complains in private conversations that he has never been invited to speak at the venue, blaming, in part, the chairman of the board trustees, Fred, Fred, Fred Ryan. Ryan was the chief executive officer of the Washington Post. Wednesday's primary debate is the first of the 2024 cycle. For weeks, the former president has privately and publicly floated, skipping it. Given his lead in the polls, multiple sources familiar with Trump's plans previously told CNN he is planning to sit for an interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson instead. Still, Republican officials has, have been publicly trying to convince Trump to join the debate stage as recently as Sunday morning. Hours before Trump posted, RNC chair Ronna McDonald said that she was hoping he, could, he would debate. Quote, I'm still holding out hope that President Trump will come. I think it's so important that the American people hear from all candidates, McDaniel said on Fox News. McDaniel and D David Bosey, who is in charge of the RNC debate committee, visited Trump at the Bedminster, New Jersey home in recent weeks to encourage him to participate. According to a Trump advisor, the former president was non-committal to his plans during the meeting. Fox News President Jay Wallace and the network's chief executive, Susan Scott, has also encouraged Trump to participate in the debate. To qualify for the debate, candidates must have 40,000 40, unique donors with at least 200 unique donors per state and, met, and must reach at least 1% of 
three national polls meeting with the RNC requirements, or at least 1% in the national polls, and two polls from separate early voting states. Candidates are also expected to sign a loyalty pledge, expressing their commitment to unite and back the eventual Republican nominee, regardless of who it is. To the point, former Vice President Mike Pence, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Emperor Entrepreneur Vivek Waswami, North Dakota Governor Doug Berman, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie have all qualified. This story has been updated with additional information, and I completely, I completely, I mean, I don't think that this article is that bad. I think that it's just more outlining exactly what's happening with Trump. And I, this is exactly what I would just said. Listen, Trump is so ahead in the polls that it wouldn't really matter which way it's going to go. Like if he does join the debate stage, if he doesn't join the debate stage, what is he only going to get? Two points up in the polls. So it doesn't really matter here. If he joins, he don't join. If he joins, he joins. If he doesn't join, then we're not going to get as much content out of the debate, which I'm still going to review, by the way. But if he does join the debate stage, it's just going to be a lot more entertaining, and he knows this. The more the aspect or the more positive choice for him to join the debate stage is because of the fact that it's going to be more entertaining. And is he really going to have a possibility of losing a couple percentage points over an entertainment aspect of a debate? I don't think that he is going to because it's not really any upsides for him. I mean, I completely agree with what he is talking about here. But with that being said, we're going to be digging into the next CNN article. We actually have three investigators and two, two words no president wants to hear. Three separate investigations and two words that pre no president wants to hear, ever wants to hear. Special counsel, no president ever, ever wants to hear. Special counsel, those are the two words. Okay, so... Starting off, the CNN article is making little to no sense. Um, there are independent lawyers appointed, usually by attorneys general, to look without con conflict of interest into actions involving the president or his administration. While you might have forgotten their names, you're familiar with their work. Other investigators include inquiries into the George W. Bush administration, um, leak of the identify and identity of an undercover CIA agent whose husband questioned intelligence about Iraq, the government's ultimately deadly siege of the Branch Davidson campground uh, compound and Jimmy Carter's peanut business. No, I'm that I'm also including special counsels, special prosecutors, independent counsels, and independent prosecutors here. A law that authorized independent prosecutors or independent counsels who had more autonomy from the Department of Justice lapsed in 1999 after high-profile and expensive inquiries during the Reagan and George W. Bush administrations into Iran, Suntra affair, and during the Clinton administration into Whitewater. In years since, the Department of Justice has adopted regulations to enable to, enable to the Attorney General to call up a special counsel when needed. Since Carter, only Barack Obama has emerged from White House without having a special counsel or a special prosecutor look into his administration. Yeah, that's because of the fact that he was so divisive that if they were to look into his campaign or his administration, they're going to be seen as racist. So, of course, let's move on. Let's fast forward the article because it's getting pretty stupid over here. Three special counsels. Now that there are three special counsels active at the same time, one Jack Smith is looking into multiple investigations, including former President Donald Trump raging from his effort to overturn the 2020 election. 
BS to his alleged handling of the classified data and stonewalling that led the FBI to search Mar-a-Lago last summer. Trump has since been indicted, indicted in both cases and pleaded not guilty. Of course he will. Um, Robert Hur, appointed in January, is asserting that should what should happen as a result of the classified documents being found bo both in Washington, D.C., office used by President Joe Biden following his vice presidency and locked up in his garage in Wellington, Delaware, home, where he keeps his Corvette. And now, David West, the United States Attorney in De of Delaware, have has also been elevated to special counsel to the investigation into the business dealings of Hunter Biden, the president's son. Both Biden and Trump teams have been denied want, have denied wrongdoing. Of course, they will. Um, appointed to previous jobs by Republicans, Lise West has was appointed by Trump in 2018 and has led the investigation into Hunter Biden for a political for a potential felony tax evasion, illegal foreign lobbying, money laundering, and other possible crimes. This week, he requested to be elevated to a special counsel following the breakdown of plea talks between his team of Hunter Biden after a hearing last month in Delaware, where the judge said she wasn't ready to accept the complex plea deal that was negotiated. All of her previous appointments to official positions have come during a Republican administration administrations, including his appointment to the, the United States Attorney in Maryland by Trump. He served as law clerk for federal judges appointed by former President Ronald Reagan, including the late Supreme Court Chief Justice William Rehnquist. He once held a top position as an assistant to current FBI Director Christopher Wray, also a Trump appointee, but one who has been criticized by Trump as United States Attorney in Maryland. He oversaw a corruption case where Baltimore's former Democratic mayor was sentenced to prison for three years following a children's book scandal. A history of prosecuting politicians. Smith, who is corrodicting Trump's investigating investigations, worked at the Justice Department during the Obama administration while at the Public Integrity Unit. The Justice Department's Smith was involved in the discussion to prosecute Florida, a former Virginia gov Governor Bob McDaniel, a Republican who was convicted of corruption, although the Supreme Court later vacated the conviction. He was also involved in a failed prosecution of former Senator John Edwards, a Democrat. Special counsels still report to the Attorneys General. There are some important dis distinctions in terms of what kind of power the special counsel has between 1978 and 1999 as part of the ethics and government law the attorney general could ask a three judge panel to appoint an independent prosecutor with near total authority to bring charges read more from the congressional research service no thank you more recently attorney general have appointed special counsels who have some autonomy but still ultimately report to the general the attorney general that chain of command was abruptly cleared when Trump's Attorney General William Barr slowed walked the release of Special Counsel Robert Miller's report on the Russia investigation in a way of a seemed beneficial to Trump. No, that's not true at all because of the fact that we know, um, based on an expose, that this was all a lie. We can see that the phone call, which I actually said the whole entire phone call, was nothing. It was a big nothing burger. And we can even see that the CNN um, analyst at the time, the CNN head, director was also saying that it was a nothing burger so cnn you're just contradicting yourself now you say some things that are actually true and then you have a spinned narrative that's completely false and 
extrapolated. It's just crazy. Just make up your mind. Choose one or the other. You can't have both sides. It's just annoying at this point. And it's not even as worse as MSNBC because the whole entire, this is why I only choose one MSNBC article because it's just so annoying to me that CNN can be partly true. It's like 30% true, 20 to 30% true. While MSNBC is just like one to 2% true. It's just crazy. And speaking of one to 2% true, we have an MSNBC article. Wow, look at that. A shiny scheme is is draining retirement accounts. Right-wing media enables it. Okay, no. The thing is that the thing that is enabling draining retirement accounts is the fact that this account, uh, this economy right now is in the dream. We have the gas prices at all-time highs. We have the meat prices at all-time highs. We have not even just the meat prices, but the whole entire grocery store at a 20% spike since last year. That's according to my bank account. Maybe it's not in your area, but according to my bank account, it's crazy. Okay. And not only that, but we also have the United States dollar being worth about 33 cents when it's it's not a dollar. It's 33 cents. That's what it's worth in 2023. And that's according to me. I mean, I don't have to see anything else, but I can just go outside and say, what can I get with this dollar? Nothing. You can't get anything with one dollar. You can even go to Dollar Tree and get stuff that's worth a dollar anymore. You have to spend 125 at Dollar Tree plus tax, and not even just that, but Dollar Tree has things that are $5, $10 now. It's just a family dollar. Okay, nobody can have cheap things anymore for a good price. You can't have good things for a cheap price anymore. It's just not possible. Not possible at all. Now, what have they been saying that um, is the reason for all of this? Well, of course, they're going to say nothing about the interest rates. They're going to say nothing about the state of the economy. They're not going to say anything about um the economy they're not going to say anything about us printing money and yes we did print money during the trump administration we did print money during the joe biden administration we continued that and we did print money during the obama administration so the last three administrations have been a sh a shipwreck for the economy we cannot print money without actually knowing that this money is going to be devalued because of the fact that we're printing money we cannot give people millions and millions of billions of dollars even trillions of dollars without it being interest free without it being interested and we can't have the economy just be filled with fake money printed money within the last year and not be having any not have any repercussions because of this it's just a it's just pr supply and demand if you have more supply than demand then your price is actually lower if you have more demand than supply then your price is actually higher it's just that easy if we only have one dollar per household then that one dollar is going to be worth so much more but if we have thousands and thousands of dollars for free from the government per household then everything's going to be worth hundreds of dollars. In the in the former case, everything's going to be worth a couple pennies. That's just how it was. Now, since the economy is all inflated, everything's more money because of the fact that money is more accessible now than ever before. Now, with that being said, we're going to be moving into another article because I don't even want to read the MSNBC article. We all know why everything's so much more expensive and why all of our retirement accounts, not ours, but our grandma's retirement accounts is being drained. It's because of today's economy. Now, with that being said, we're going to be digging into the next article. We actually have a Daily Wire article. We have Hunter Biden's lawyers threatened to put President Biden on the witness stand if Hunter was charged by the DOJ. Report says. Now, of course, they're going to do this. I mean, I expected nothing less because these are all shady individuals and they want to use Joe Biden's power like they always did to clear Hunter Biden of his of his um, charges. Now, let's see what they say here. Chris Clark, 
a lawyer for Hunter Biden threatened to the United States attorney investigating his client that if his client was charged in the case, the defense would call President Joe Biden to testify, thus creating a constitutional crisis by putting the president against his own Department of Justice, Politico reported. The warning came after the information has leaked to the news media that federal prosecutors believed that they had enough information to charge Hunter Biden for illegally possessed purchasing a firearm despite being a drug addict. A President Biden now unquestionably would be in fact a witness for the defense in any criminal trial, Clark said in a lengthy letter to prosecutors, later adding, quote, this all, all of this of all case cases justifies ne neither the spectacle of a sitting president testifying and a criminal tier, nor the potential of, nor the potential for a resulting constitutional crisis. The news came as the New York Times re reposted. The news came comes as the New York Times repo reported on Saturday that Special Counsel David Weiss reportedly charged changed his mind during the investigation about the plea deal that he was willing to allow his office to offer Hunter Biden. The report said that Weiss, before he was appointed to, as Special Counsel in the case, was originally willing to forego any possession of. Hunter Biden and was close to agreeing to the end the investigation without requiring a guilty plea on any charges. But of course, David West was actually held accountable because of the fact that the gun charge actually held in the in the fine print that if you accept this, then he will be not responsible for any other charges. So of course, the lawyer said, "What is this?" and pointed towards it with big red glowing lights and said, "What is this? What is this? What is this?" And he was like, oh, and then he just completely stopped doing it. And he's like, no, I'm going to retract my statement. Of course, you're going to retract your statement because people do not like the fact that you're you're having um, cutouts for the president's son, but you're not going to have cutouts for other people. It's just unfair treatment. And this should not be done. We should hold people accountable for what they do. And yes, we can hold people accountable for what they do, but we can't hold people accountable if nobody else was held accountable. It's like. It's like your son, you have three sons. The middle son always gets in trouble for everything. The top son, the mo the oldest son, gets in trouble for almost nothing. The lowest son gets in trouble none at all. That's unfair treatment. So if, you're, if your middle son sneaks out in the middle of the night and then comes back at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh, why'd you do that? Blah, 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 and then ground him for a week. Then the your youngest son sneaks out and then comes back at five o'clock in the morning and you do nothing and you just say, oh, you're sneaking out. Oh, that's unfair treatment. This is exactly what the attorney general is doing in the United States comparatively. So, I mean, I mean, it's just apparently so this is very, very apparent. Um, Wiss's possession of the matter reportedly changed right around the time that two IRS agents came forward as whistleblowers and alleged that they had been schemed from pushing the Biden probe further due to pressure from higher-ups at the Department of Justice. After two whistleblowers came forward, West demanded that Hunter Biden's plea guilty to two misdemeanor tax crimes and enter a deferred possession agreement on a gun charge. The report said that there were few motivating factors behind West's decision to ask United States Attorney General Merrick Garland earlier this month to be appointed special counsel in the case. Reasons including providing him with greater authority to investigate and prosecute, increased leverage over Hunter Biden and future negotiations, and the fact that he is now required to produce a report at the conclusion of the investigation that will allow him to respond to intense backlash he faced from the Republicans, of course. Because if you're 
making a cutout for Democrats, but you're not going to make a cutout for other people. And why are you even making a cutout at all? Then of course you're going to face intense backlash. I mean, that's just obvious. But with that being said, we're going to be digging into the next article. Okay, so digging right in where I actually have a Daily Wire article. We have physician groups beg for help with emergency rooms flooded by children in psychiatric crisis. Okay, so of course, we have this problem in America. I mean, it's bound to happen. It was going to happen. We had Gen Z locked in their rooms for about two, maybe three years during 2020 to 2022. Um, and... Not just that, but I'm also hearing reports of this being, uh, this happening again, this crisis that we face in 2020 to 2022, it's happening again this year. I'm going to actually release a report on this on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. And yes, again, this could not be viewed on YouTube because of the fact that YouTube does not like any info that actually resembles, you know, true findings. So I cannot talk about it whatsoever, so I'm going to be requesting that all of you guys go subscribe to my channel over on Rumble if you do want to be notified when I do post that report. But I will tell you guys when it gets reported. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys here on YouTube and all elsewhere when it does get reposted and reported on so you guys can go check that out. But with that being said, let's dig into the article here. We have emergency room doctors and pediatricians are pleading for help with a flood of children and teenagers showing up at emergency rooms due to mental health issues. A surge of mental health emergencies among children are, has overwhelmed emergency rooms, according to a joint paper released on Wednesday by the American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP. American College of Emergency Physicians, ACAEP, and Emergency Nurses Association, ENA. The children showing up in crisis are often suffering from emergencies related to anxiety and depression in suicidal thoughts or attempts, the group said. The ER has become a de facto referral center for all of these problems, and there is too many of them in the emergency department to manage, said lead Arthur Dr. Mawson Sadiyajad, who directs pediatric emergency medicine at the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center in Sadiyajad, is also a member of the AAP and ACEP committees on pediatric me emergency medicine. Quote, this is not who we are in the ER physicians. We are not mental health professionals. We cannot provide definitive care, Senator said. About half a million children with mental or behavioral health problems show up at emergency rooms every year, according to a joint paper. Then that number has was recently rising before the pandemic, but the pandemic exacerbated, exacerbated the crisis, the physician group said. One issue emergency rooms encounter is a pediatric mental health crisis tend to be more complex and require much longer hospital stays. The average pediatric, pediatric mental health stay is 17 hours compared to an average five, year, five hours for all emergency room stays, according to the paper. The pediatric medical emergency visits also drain resources that would have been needed to run the normal medical operations of the ER, so that increases the length of stay for other patients as well, Skinnedad said. Another issue is that children who arrive in emergency rooms in crisis are less likely to get follow-up care they need if they they only go to an emergency room rather than a psychiatric crisis center or a community mental health center, according to Skinnedad. The physician groups are calling for several measures to address the crisis. One measure is community-based teams that could help respond 
to children in crisis at school, in doctor's offices, and even at their home. Another measure is placing pediatric mental health professionals in emergency departments. Another aid the group suggested is supporting emergency department staff with information about high-risk children, such as abuse victims and post-traumatic stress disorders. The country's mental health system needs to be expanded as well, the paper's author said. This is only one mental health professional for every 124,000 children. As many as 55% of countries do not have one psychiatric professional, Skinnedad said. Telehealth for children's mental health could also help in treating children before they land in the emergency room, the author said. We in the ER are basically a safety net. We can't say no to anything. We have to accept whatever comes our way. And I think that is why everybody is referring to these children to the ER, Skinnedad said. And I completely agree with this article. And you know, the biggest thing, and they don't mention this, the biggest thing on why people feel suicidal and why people feel like they're having a mental health emergency is because of social media. Stay off social media and touch some grass. Yes, it can't be that simple for most people, but if it even fix, fixes 50% of the situation. I know that when I was spending all of my time on TikTok, I was not feeling my best. I was not feeling good. I was draining my whole entire day, just swiping up, swiping up, swipe, 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 swipe down, swipe up, swipe down, whatever the hell, however you use TikTok. I haven't used it in like two years. But the thing is that I deleted TikTok for a reason because I would be more productive when I was not on social media. When I'm on Twitter, I'm actually learning new things. I have breaking news alerted to me at the time of posting. Um, I can go on Instagram and see the news. And then that's about it. I have about four hours, maybe three hours of screen time a day. And that's including me writing a script and having my iPad on while I'm on the show. So that's just telling you something. Each show is three hours long. So about, I don't know, let's just say, I mean, each show is about one hour. I need two hours for preparation. So I would say about three hours, three times a day is actually used for this or three times a week. So three hours, three times a week is used for the show. So that just tells you right there. I'm not spending a lot of time on my phone except for on maps and podcasts. So that's what I'm listening to the most because of the fact that when you're listening to long-term or long form um, shows and stuff like that, you're actually increasing your ability to learn and retain information rather than watching a 10 second video or a 60 second video on TikTok and just scrolling up right past it. Oh, this is not interesting. Boom. My time is very valuable. And then what? Your time just was wasted from scrolling six hours a day on TikTok. It's just crazy. So I do recommend everybody deleting TikTok, not just because of that, but also because they're actually scanning your face when you use a filter on TikTok. Not only that, but they're also sending all of your information straight back to Xi Jinping as he uses that to take over the world in the future. So it's just crazy. A lot of things are happening in the in the back end of TikTok that you just do not want to know. Um, not only all of that, but also because of the fact that you can just touch grass and it's going to make the situation a lot better. I'm not going to say it's going to fix the situation, but what I am saying is that it's going to make the situation a lot better. But with that being said, we're going to be digging into the next article. We actually have a bright bar article. We have international elites rush to embrace Clinton global initiative, which is just stupid. World Bank president Ajay Menka and the Bahamas prime minister Philip E. Davids will be there. So to Hollywood, two stars. So to Hollywood stars. Jose Andrews and Orlando Bloom and Matt Damon, These, those are just some of the people who will put their hands up to attend the Clinton Global Initiative, CGI, in 2023 next month in New York City. All of the Clinton family will be on, will be on hand to personally meet them, too, along 
with major corporations, including Cisco, JetBlue, and Pfizer, who will help with charitable funding. Former President Bill Clinton, former Secretary of State, and failed political presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, and Clinton Foundation Vice Chair Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton announced Monday the conference this year will seek even more commitments to address climate change, health care issues, gender-based violence, the war in Ukraine, and a host of other issues. JetBlue, what are you doing? JetBlue, get out of there. A son, a subset of Clinton Foundation, the CGI, convenues global and emerging leaders to create and implant, and implant solutions to the world's most pressing challenges, according to its website. Okay, so gender-based violence is a pressing issue in the world. How about starvation? How about homelessness? That's not a pressing issue in the world. The annual call for financial contributions follows a long and controversial tradition with CGI, an organization which infamously had its genesis on a celebrity landing private plane flight to Davis and subsequent associations of charitable events around the globe. The CGI ended the in 2016 as Hillary Clinton launched her presidential campaign. The year before, donations plummeted by 37% amid allegations Clinton used charity to solicit millions of dollars in donations from foreign governments and corporations in exchange for giving those entities favorable treatment while she served as Secretary of State. Breitbart News and its senior contributor Peter Such. Scooterweiser's book, Clinton Cash, first revealed the worldwide nexus of shady deal-making between Clinton Foundation donors, their impact and link to CGI, the six-figure speechless speeches given by Bill Clinton, and the correspondent actions approved by the United States De State Department while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Every day, billions of people around the world, even in the face of the most dire circumstances, make a profound decision to choose hope and keep going, the former president told the Associated Press in an emailed statement ahead of the 2023 meeting. At CGI, we are forcing on, focusing on how to move forward in the face of daunting challenges, to act now, find new partners, and stick with it, to make a positive difference in people's lives. The list of attendees embraces local United States politicians as well. Governors Maura Haley from Massachusetts, Kathy Hochul from New York, Wes Moore from Maryland, J.B. Brixinger from Illinois, as well as Secretary of Education Miguel Cardinal, have all told CGI to expect them to attend. Um, AP reports Oscar-winning directors The Daniels artist Ali Wellowy, supermodel Carrie Kloss, the television host Arthur, Padma Lakshmi, shout outs for actually being there, and um, will also be on hand, along with David Melorabondo, CEO of the International Rescue Committee. Okay, so all these people are going to be at the event, of course, because they want to have the political, um, they want to be on Hillary Clinton's good side, because if not, they will be Epstein. With that being said, we're going to end off this episode here. If you did like this episode and you do want to see more, make sure to subscribe and like this episode because I do post new episodes of the show every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you all for watching and I hope they have a great rest of your day. The Demetrius Rujo Show is copyright 2023 of Rujo Studios. Thank you all for watching and I hope they have a great rest of your day. Bye.